Have you wanted to join us at an epic location but are new to photo workshops or photography in general? Maybe you've seen the beautiful images from our events and said to yourself, I want to be there. Are you having difficulty picking the perfect Cowgirls with Cameras event to come to in 2024? We want to invite you to a virtual Cowgirls with Cameras happy hour on January 9th. Bring your favorite cocktail or soft drink and snuggle in with your favorite blanket in front of your computer to learn about our 2024 event lineup and get all your questions answered. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know us better, get connected with Cowgirls with Cameras, and choose your best photography adventure for 2024. Register on our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. We hope to see you there. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. I'm Kim with Kim Beer Photography and Be More Business. I'm Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And I'm Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you guys, we're, we're going to skip our normal little banter this morning that we have about what all we've been up to for the last week or two weeks or whenever since we last saw each other, because we have a really cool guest today, and that is Kareen Shippers of the Equine Photographers Network. So we're going to get to her in a moment, and I can't wait for all of you, if you haven't met Kareen, to get this opportunity to get to know her a little bit better and get to learn about Equine Photographers Network. But before we go there, we have a little bit of an announcement that Phyllis is going to give us on the winter workshop that we're all so excited about. <laughs> yes, we are, aren't we, Kim? Yes, we have our winter getaway uh, for photographers coming up the end of February. It's February 28th through March 3rd. And it's going to be in Granby, Colorado at the beautiful Sea Lazy U Ranch. Um, it's a five-star resort with, uh, gosh, so much going on on the on site. They have so many winter activities. There's even a spa, snowmobiling, snow tubing, snowshoeing, a pond that you can ice skate on, which I have never ice skated, so I won't be doing that. But we can ride. Uh, we've got <laughs> the chance to ride twice a day, which I am very excited about, getting to ride in the snow, since I have never gotten to do that, being from Georgia. They have a large cavy of um, ranch horses, I uh, think about 200 heads. So that's going to be pretty cool to be able to shoot the jingle in and out every day. There's just so much to do there. You can bring a non-shooting friend or spouse or family member at a discounted price. And we hope you'll all join us in beautiful Colorado for a winter getaway in the snow. We can attest that the food is really good too, because we stopped oh and did a little visit <laughs> and had one of the best lunches. So the food's really good. So you're going to, if you join us, you're going to eat really well. The cabins are beautiful. And as Phyllis mentioned, one of the bonuses is that you can bring along family member, spouse, non-shooting companion, just because there's so much other things that you can do there. There's lots to keep them entertained. I'm bringing my husband along to this event for the first time. So we'll see how that goes. 
<laughs> I think that that's going to be lovely. And I will tell you, I, um, of course, have a peek at the guest list of who's going, who's already joining us for this event. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's filling up. So um, you do want to come, but the people that are signed up are really awesome humans and photographers. And so I know that it's going to be a really good opportunity for camaraderie and spending really good quality time with each other. So we've got a great group of photographers already signed in to come and several spots left that we would love to have you join us. So make sure you head on over to our website, cowgirlswithcameras.com, click on the events tab and then click on the winter workshop. It's up towards the top and go take a look at the details and click that button to uh, pay your deposit and hold your space. So without further ado, let's get to our guest for today, who is Kareen Shippers. So Kareen, you have the distinguished honor of being the first ever guest on our Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. As appropriate. Yes. And I think that is very (laughs) appropriate. Just a little backstory for myself and Kareen. I joined Equine Photographers Network, I think back when it was a forum somewhere. (laughs) I can't even remember where, and I'll let her kind of tell you about her journey and that. But the the place I really got to know Kareen was through Powderhorn, through the retreat that we do there together. And the funny thing was, is I got invited to do that retreat by the people at Powderhorn. We're like, we want to hold a photography retreat. And I, of course, said yes, because I have this um, bad habit of, or good habit, I think more likely, of saying yes to things that I have no freaking idea of how I'm going to make happen. And it, it occurred to me about two seconds after I said, yes, I will do this, that I had no idea about how to put on a photography retreat, nor did I know what happened at a photography retreat. I had not a clue. So I'm like, who do I know that might be able to do this? Well, I know this woman who I belong to this organization. So I reached out to Kareen and she came and that has started what I consider, what is it now, Kareen? 12 years of a wonderful friendship that we've developed and getting to know all the behind the scenes in, in Equine Photographers Network. So tell us a little bit about Equine Photographers Network and yourself and, and why you created this in the first place. Well, thanks for having me on, you guys. I'm really honored I'm your first guest. We're happy to have you here. Yeah. Chatting with old friends is always nice. <laughs> Beauty of the internet. I started photography way back in the 1970s when I was in high school. And of course, that was with a film camera. And horses were always starting as a teenager. They were a big part of my life. And I always wanted to be around them. And photography was one way that I found out how to to be around them and also be creative. I did a lot of horse shows back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, Kim had asked for the Mountain Dew story. So I'll go over that really fast because that was... (laughs) Part of the creation of EPNet was because I was driving home from a show about eight hours away. It was the middle of the night. I was exhausted. I was lonely. I was tired. I was sore from standing in a ring, you know, for three days shooting. And the internet was just getting started. This was in the late 1990s. And I had been drinking Mountain Dew to stay awake. And of course, I got home at about two or three in the morning. And with all that caffeine, I couldn't sleep. So I went to the computer and I said, there must be other equine photographers out there that want to connect with each other. At that time in the internet, there was no social media, but there were Yahoo groups. 
So I think it was about 1998 where I started the Yahoo group for equine photographers. And I was really surprised with how many equine photographers are out there that had the same challenges that I did. And also, most of the equine photographers that I know are horse people first and photographers second. So we all love horses. We all love photography. We're mostly women. So it's kind of a unique group. And I found that as this Equine Photographers Yahoo group was growing with all these people coming in, mostly women, you know, shooting horse shows, and we were instant friends. And when you have such passions that you, that you share with others, it seems like you're friends before you even meet. So the EPNet kind of grew out of this group because as I was running my business, I would get calls for horse shows that I couldn't do. They would always ask me, who do you know that could do this job? And I didn't know. I didn't really know any other photographers. I was just out there by myself shooting. I knew all of other photographers, but I wasn't really friends with them. So I had this idea, well, we, we should have a place on the internet for equine photographers where show management can go or private people can go and find a photographer in their area. So that original Equine Photographers Network was basically a directory where people could visitors could come and search for a photographer in their area. And from there, we kind of grew. I think we're in our third iteration now from the year 2000 when we first originally started the site. So it's kind of grown to what the members wanted and what visitors want. And from that, you know, we, we were virtual friends. And I think we did our first in-person workshop, I think it was in 2004. And that was in Arizona. And from there on, you know, I really could see how important it was for photographers who usually work. It's a solitary thing, and it still is a very solitary thing. But when we get together, it's really, you know, we are instant friends. And I find, too, with a mostly women photographers, we learn in a different way, and we just work in a different way. And when, when you go to a photo workshop in any other genre, it's mostly men. There may be like 10 men and three women. When you go to an equine photo workshop, it's usually 10 women and one man, if you're lucky. <laughs> so it's mostly women. And I think it's very empowering for a group of women just to be together and share all that community and all their knowledge and to collaborate. And I've always said women collaborate and men compete. I'm going to interrupt you for just one second, because I find that part of the Equine Photographers Network one of my favorite parts. And I remember when I first decided to, to photograph horses, I thought I was the only one doing it. I just thought it was the most novel idea. Oh my gosh, I'm just going to photograph horses. And so I went on the internet and I Googled equine photographers. And the first thing that came up was EPNet. And one of the things that I found most compelling was that I did feel very alone and very isolated. And I always say you, when you're a small business owner, you're kind of on this little island by yourself, it feels like. And so that piece around isolation versus collaboration, can you speak to that a little bit more? Because what I think happens is we get into this place where the competition feels like it has to happen if you're going to be successful, like this idea of clawing, clawing our way to the top, and which is a very you know, historically probably man-centered way of business, right? This idea of isolation versus collaboration, I think is a really key way that a lot of women collaborate. And I would just love to hear you speak more about how important that collaboration piece is to you. 
Yeah, I know. I And I, I think we talked about this on your other podcast was the uh, mindset of abundance versus, versus yes. scarcity. Yes. And I have found that when I change my thinking into an abundance mindset where I want to collaborate with other people, I want to pass work along, I want to hook people up together. That has been so, it, you know, it has all come back to me in so many different ways where, you know, work has come to me, money has come to me, friends have come to me, opportunities have come to me, all because I put that out into the universe rather than trying to hoard it all for myself. And I can understand being protective about maybe my knowledge, my contacts, you know, there's certain things that I won't share, but to be that the opposite of generous, <laughs> It's almost like a, a, a fear that people are going to take, you know, what isn't really theirs in the first place, you know. And I think the best way to, to build a client base and a loyal client base is just to be consistent, you know. Always over-deliver, under-promise, over-deliver. I love that. You know, a lot of people do the opposite and then they have very upset clients. I think it's as you age, I think you realize that, you know, you the more you give, the more you get back. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And it's kind of sad that some people don't feel that way, but I think you learn that as you get older. There's enough for everybody. And especially these days, you know, I think that our best market now really is in sharing knowledge. And there's so many ways of doing it. You know, you can do it one-on-one -on -one, or you can do it in online courses or you can do it in a workshop or, you know, but people are hungry for that knowledge. And, you know, we have the ability to share that with them. So I think that's important. And it really is all about your attitude, you know. But I think that's one of the cool things that you brought when you start talking about the in-person events, like the workshop events. And maybe it was an unintended consequence of that whole piece around the empowerment and the joy that kind of came with that. But that piece of it, and I know Phyllis is going to ask you a little bit more about this too, but I just love that piece because the, the when I first met you was at a workshop and it was at an event. And that's where I met Phyllis and that's where I met Kim. And the community that has come from that, I think is almost an unintended an unintended consequence of that because you go to get images, you go to be able to photograph something that maybe you don't have access to and then what comes from it, you know, what comes from that. So, yeah, I feel like a matchmaker. Like we've got two people that, you know, that I put them together at Powderhorn one year and now they travel the world together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> That's the best part. I think for me too, one question that I get asked a lot is how do I stay how do I keep my creativity up and how do I, what inspires me and that kind of thing. And I, a big part of what inspires me is like you said, collaboration, working with other photographers, going to these in-person events, the power of uh, networking and community for me is very powerful. I'm kind of a quiet, I mean, I know what these two don't say this, but I really am a quiet person that would rather a lot of times be by myself. As you well know, we can, we can talk about that, Corrine. So, <laughs> but at the same time, I enjoy being with other, other photographers so much that they really do inspire me. And it's, and it, because of you, I mean, I met, I have met so many wonderful people and uh, the community that you have brought together through EPNet has just been amazing to me. So, Kudos to you for that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think the community aspect is really important. Yeah, no, it's been very it's been very gratifying to to be able to facilitate stuff like that and also 
on my own, I would never have done all the things I do. But now when I do it for EPNet, I like kind of put on a different persona and I go as someone that represents the group. It's not just me. It's for, you know, these people would love to go here and let's, you know, get this done, you know, and it's like, yeah. And through that, I've made my own connections that I've traveled the world with. And, you know, so much has come to me and not in the way of money, but more in just community and friends and opportunities. And then the money follows all that, you know, that's kind of secondary to all that. I think it's so cool to be able to share all this with other people, other photographers. And some people go, well, don't you want to keep that location to yourself? Or, you know, I'll hear that sometimes. And I'm like, I get so excited about, you know, especially if it's someplace I've been repeatedly, I get so excited about sharing it with someone else. So I think that's, that's something that people some of us take for granted because we do get this community, but you know, I think it's really great to be able to have that and share it with other people. So I always feel a little jealous when I'm at my, the workshops that I run and the the first timers that come, I always just love to watch them because they stand around in awe. (laughs) I know the first time somebody sees, you know, 25, 30, 50, 70, a hundred, or even more horses running all at once is so cool. (laughs) I still get that, those goosebumps. I can't imagine what it's like for the first time. I remember that for the first time. Me too. Yeah, Yeah, no, I do that. I know Scott, who, Scott Trees, who run the uh, Sombrero Workshop and Horse Story with, he always comes up to me, he says, you ruined all the other horse events for me, he goes. (laughs) I can't go to another horse show because this is just way, you know, just next level. (laughs) But yeah, horses are like that. (laughs) Yep, yep. Truly inspirational. And and I want to talk a little bit about the fact that EPNet in general and the events that they host and everything really you do, Corrine, is very centric on being a safe space for women, which isn't always the case out in the photography world. When you go to more traditional photography events or other workshops, there, there are a lot of male-dominated places, even though more than 50% of the photographers in any given photography genre are women, that the leadership tends to be primarily men. And You've changed that in that you are leading a very successful and large organization as a woman, and your member base is largely female. And I think that it's so amazing that we have the opportunity to have access to a female-led and female-centric environment. So how how, do you believe that part of EPNet has impacted. Hey, photographers, you know how much community means to us at Cowgirls with Cameras. It's how we all stay happy and sustainable in our craft. And it's in the spirit of community, we want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, the Equine Photographers Network. Equine Photographers Network is an online community of equine photographers from around the world. EPNet's mission is to support, network, promote, and educate photographers of all levels and backgrounds and is an active, supportive community with a mutual love for horses and photography. Visitors to the equinephotographers.org website may enjoy slideshows and portfolios of member work as well as search the directory for a photographer in their area. 
EPNet also offers photographer slash image search forms and a keyword searchable portfolio for image buyers to find exactly the images they are looking for. EPNet has several options for ongoing learning for their members, as well as a supportive private members Facebook group and online shoots, contests, and challenges. EPNet sponsors in-person photo workshops and promotes various equine photography-related events. EPNet offers three levels of membership from hobbyists through established professionals. We invite you to check out EPNet with a free three-month trial as a basic level member. Visit equinephotographers.org to learn more. The industry at large. You know, that's hard to say because there it seems to me like there are still a lot of male equine photographers that are out there as lone wolves and they don't seem to be the least bit interested in joining us. And I think they do kind of have that all for me attitude, you know, which is fine. I mean, whatever makes you think that you're running a successful business, but I still think that they're kind of missing out of the community collaboration aspect of it. For me, I mean, Kara is a perfect example. You know, she started out, she looked on the internet, she found us. She's, you know, got a thriving business now, and we've been a part of that along the way. Yeah, so a big if you're part starting of it. a business, I don't, yeah, I don't see why um, people wouldn't try us out. You know, it, it still amazes me how many photographers are, I mean, everybody's a photographer now. and we, we should get into that a little bit with all the changing technology and and, you know, I want to support all photographers. I don't, I don't want to support just professional photographers. You know, the professionals are why I started in the first place, but I also started it because so many people were trying to figure out their digital cameras. And if you're a woman and you go, to, go and post a photo, the men can be very condescending and intimidating, and they can not give you the feedback that's going to want to make you go out and shoot. You know, you may want to give up after some of these people rip your photos apart. So I've always, even, you know, you just got to block the haters, just block them, just block them. (laughs) Yeah. And because, you know, and I, I'm an, you know, I don't like confrontation, but I have had some, and I think I've learned how to deal with it and also how to set boundaries within the group that we don't put up with any of that kind of insulting or, you know, a lot of the, the horrible stuff that goes on in, on the internet, I just won't stand for it. I am very quick at blocking people and deleting people and telling people, you know, that's not appropriate for this group. And, you know, we see that in the big the big daily horse shots group, which is pretty much a an open group. Anybody can join, but I don't put up with it. And I'm very quick to just, you know, boot people out the door because if I don't want to have them in my living room, you know, I don't want them had in my feed either. You know, we need to be very, very um, aggressive at how we curate our own groups that we see because the, the internet can be so toxic. And I, you know, you know, I want people to feel better about themselves and get some confidence in their work. And sometimes all they need is a positive comment. I'll never forget, Kareen, one time I shared an image and I look back at the image and I'm like, wow, I was in the really early days. And you shared it as like an image of a day. It was on the, it was on the Daily Horse Shots and you shared it. And I will never forget, I call it the EP net bump. Like I got like a billion followers from that image and it wasn't it to today. I would never consider it something I would ever put on the internet, like ever, but you shared it and you supported it. And it was, that's what you're trying to say is like, 
people, they need to have a positive place that they can share their work and get yeah. feedback that's positive and supportive. It doesn't have to be a lie. It doesn't have to be, oh, that's a great image if it's not a great image. But the way that people need to be supported. Putting our art out there is already such a vulnerable thing. And so creating spaces yeah. where people can share their work that are positive and supportive and educational and empowering versus a, you know, a teardown fest is so important. And I know you want to talk a little bit about some of the changes in technology. And did you want to, I don't know exactly where you, where you wanted to go with that, but did you want to talk a little bit about your thoughts around that? Well, personally, <laughs> I've been shooting mainly with my phone and I've been so it's so exciting to just stick that little thing in my pocket and not carry all that heavy gear around and try to kind of get back to to the creativity and not the gear so much. Just we're sold this bill of goods that we always need to spend all the big money and all the expensive lenses and and people get so overwhelmed with everything that's available, especially these days. And I know you guys have all moved up to mirrorless while I'm still with my old Nikons. You know, I have not shot that much with my big cameras. I just really enjoy my little little cell phone, which, you know, I'm sure everybody's like cringing at that right now. But a lot of the images that I'm getting reactions on these days are my cell phone photos. So what does that tell you? You know, it really is not the gear. It's your vision. And we have a member that doesn't even own a DSLR, and she puts out all iPhone photos, and they're amazing. You would never know. So she knows how to work that gear. What I'm most concerned about these days is the, the coming of AI. That really worries me. What's going to happen with the markets? We saw it this week, the Sports Illustrated had all AI images in one of their articles. So I think that we're going to be losing some of our markets, but there may be markets that are going to emerge that we might be surprised by too. I think education is super important, and I think that's part of the EPNet is so great at people sharing information from all different aspects, you know, different gear, different backgrounds, you know, different experience. So, you know, it, the, the other thing too, I wanted to mention too, with the workshops and women is when we have our retreat, we don't really have a designated leader other than at Powder and Kim and I kind of organize and lead it. But when we go out there, we're all working together. So there's 10 or 12 of us that all have ideas, not just one person. So you're basically learning from 10 or 12 other people rather than one person telling you that this is the way to do it. And that gives you so many ideas. You know, even, you know, I've been doing this for, I don't know how I forgot, I lost count, but a long time. And I still get ideas working with other people that I would not have come up with on my own. So you're always learning with photography and with horses too. It's pretty, pretty amazing. For me, Corrine, back in my early days with EPNet, when I was just a hobbyist, a, a very enthusiastic hobbyist because I was so into photography, and you used to have your uh, the Yahoo groups and doing the daily challenges, the 30-day the challenge where it just had to have a horse. It, I mean, anything even re regarding an equine you know, subject in the photo. And I just remember how those really boosted my creativity and, and the people that we got to, to share the images with. And we got to, it, it was so empowering to me to be online with, I didn't even, I mean, I didn't know any of those people, but just to, you know, get the feedback. And it was in, and even the, even if it was, I don't mean it was constructive, if you know, but it was, it was always positive in a constructive way. Yeah. And those, those daily challenges that, 
those are a great way for people to get out and mm-hmm. prove themselves because there's a lot of days you don't feel like shooting. And if you have to go mm-hmm. make an image on that day, you, you might surprise <laughs> yeah, yourself with well, what you find, you know? And I, I think that's part of being a professional too, is being able to produce even when yeah. you don't want to, or when you, you know, when it's not a perfect situation and a lot of, you know, horse farms you'll go to and things are not pretty <laughs> and great and you still have to make a good image there, you know, and uh, that's when you really have to put your skills to the test. <laughs> well, I just, for me, that was a, that was a huge, a huge boost in my confidence back then. So I, I think it will really help other, and it, like you said, you don't have to be a pro to do this. It's really, it's geared for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I wish people would stop having their goals be becoming pro. Just do photography to be creative and to, you know, so as I said, the phones can make amazing images and just be creative and don't worry about making money with it because the making money part will uh, ruin it for you faster than anything else. (laughs) Even for me now, just as for me, photography can be therapeutic too. That's the way, Definitely. even even yeah. as a f- professional nowadays, it's it's always therapy. I'm um, finding you know personal. Yeah, and I think as a professional, it's super important to do self assigned work. You know, go go and shoot something for yourself, something exactly. you might be interested in, something that's not in you know not horses, something completely I just, different. I just and, did uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it it kind of opens up your. World. I just got home from photographing owls in Florida, so yes, <laughs> it's always good oh, to nice. do something different yeah. for sure. Step outside your comfort zone. Yeah, you think horses are hard? Try yeah. shooting birds. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, Corrine, this has been a wonderful discussion, and I, I'm sure that there's people out here that are super excited about knowing more about EPNet. Can you tell us about the different levels of membership that you have to offer and what that membership looks like for our listeners who are interested in joining, like what the benefits are, what do they get with that, and how they go about finding you and getting signed up to be a member of EPNet? Sure. Our website is equinephotographers.org and you can find it just about in any Google search. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and we have started a page on threads if you're on threads these days. We have two options for professionals. One is the full professional membership. And then we have also offer an associate pro level, which is for more of a beginning pro under two years professional. The professional level gets a directory listing, which is really pretty. People can find you in the directory by state or by your name. It's a search function. Then you have four images on your directory page and quite a bit of options to add text and other information. And then the pro members also get a portfolio, which is really nice. And then we have a general level membership, which is for people that are not pro, but are love photography. And we've got a pretty good group of those that they're very committed to photography, but they're not professionals. So they're always learning. They go to a lot of workshops. They're very active. If you are an amateur horse photographer who loves horses, this is a place for you. You know, you can network with other pros. You can, you know, ask questions. One thing that I do really miss is we no longer have our discussion forum, which we had for a number of years. Everything is Facebook-based now, and I, not for the life of me, can get the group to move over onto any other kind of platform. So our community discussions are all based on Facebook. When we had the forums, we had some amazing in-depth discussions that you could search for, and you know they were archived. You could find them. And uh, Facebook makes that a lot harder. You can't search on Facebook, but it's just 
the discussions are different and I miss it, but I think that's the Twitter universe that we live in now where everything is short. And then we also have a basic membership. Before I move to that, the general members do have a directory listing. And then the basic membership is basically for anybody else. And you can try a three-month free trial as a basic member just to get an idea of what we're all about. That gives you access to our community and some other um, nice benefits. The professional members have access to photo needs that come through. I would also say that you are always running, not competitions, but what is it? Would you have like a project to shoot for? Yeah, about once a month. Yeah, we try to do a Facebook-based, either it's like a shoot or a contest, like right now we're winding up the fall horse contest, and uh, we're going to have the um, winter solstice project, which I love these. I wish more people would participate just to go out and document whatever horses are doing in your part of the world during the winter solstice. And of course, the winter solstice never gets that many entries, but the summer solstice, we usually see quite a good number of interesting images from around the world. And this is one of my pet peeves. Some people feel they can only shoot when the weather's good. (laughs) So they say, well, it's raining outside. I can't go take a picture. Sure you can. Go out there and take a picture of your horse in the rain. That's what this, you know, shoot is all about, to document what's happening in your neighborhood. The horses don't always have to be pretty and beautiful. You know, we're photographers. We document life. And then we will also, um, for all you equine photographers out there, we'll have the best of 2023 going on at Facebook too. So show us your best work. And, uh, you know, photographs are made to be shared and shown, so don't hide them all. Get them out there for us to see. <laughs> that is great advice that I need to take yeah, more you seriously really even in my own world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hoard them all in my iPad and for myself. Yes. Well, that's the beauty of photography, though, is when you're when you're holed up for the winter, you can go back and look at all those photos and say, wow, you know, I was really there. And I I get that feeling again of being there, you know, being right in the moment. And um, sometimes I'm just glad there are photos that I have because I can't believe I did all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Me too. Me too. So, Corrine, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing about Equine Photographers Network. I think all three of us, we love you and we love this organization because without your organization, we wouldn't know each other. And our Cowgirls with Cameras wouldn't exist. And all of the wonderful things that we get to do is kind of a grandchild of what you started. So, I think that's a an amazing testament to the impact that you've had on the photography community at large and watching and seeing all of that grow and even expand and be so thankful that you drank some Mountain Dew (laughs) on the way home from an event. So (laughs) I have not had any Mountain Dew ever since then. One EP net is enough. I don't need any more. <laughs> oh, good deal. So, oh, yeah, just so, you know, try sleeping after you've had a few cans of that stuff. I don't even think it was two. I think it was just, I'm not good with caffeine. I've never had coffee in my life. So, you know, tea is about as 
as much as I can do. Oh, yeah, I love oh, it. Well. But that was, thank you it. for that because that you know it's been a blessing to me, and it's uh, it really is it has been my child. You know, it started in 2000, so it's 23 years old now. So it has reached a nice mature level at this point where I'm I'm feeling more comfortable with it because it sure went through some growing pains over the years, and it wasn't always easy. <laughs> But, you know, people stuck with me, you know, it's always grown and it keeps growing. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to see where it's going to go. I've always been surprised and it's been exciting. I've met so many great people myself and, uh, you know, I hope people will check us out that haven't uh, joined up yet and uh, get the same benefits that you guys have. So I appreciate that. Yep. And everyone, if you're interested head on over to equinephotographers.org. Check it out. If you have questions or you're, you need to know anything or would like to know our experiences that it would ask us a question or Karine's very approachable. You can ask her questions too about it, but we'd be Just happy no to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask us on um, our social media or, or jump over on Equine Photographer Network um, and reach out to Kareen herself and, and ask. We're happy to field those questions. And yes, I even ask, answer technical ones, but you'll have to get a mentorship. <laughs> I'm good with the tech questions, but, but we got to got to go through some channels to get that. Anyway, thank you, Kareen, so much. Thanks for having me. Yep. And we'll be seeing you down the road somewhere pretty soon, I hope. So yeah, have that a winter great rest of your sure winter. fun, but uh, I think I'll stay here and freeze instead. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> It is a shame, but we're, you know, we're going to have warming yeah. vehicles yeah. at the out at the workshop for, so for the wussy. <laughs> yeah. We have a Floridian yeah. going with us. And uh, so the Floridian yeah, is like, I got to have heat. Cold, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. And you take care. Thank you to all of you all for joining us here on the show today. After you're done checking out the Equine Photographers Network, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. You can find us online. You can also find us on social media at Instagram and Facebook at Cowgirls With Cameras. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls With Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.